What's up, guys? Coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. It's your host, David Chandra. I hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We have a brand new episode today, a new guest joining us from Des Moines University of College of Podiatric Medicine. So Amanda, introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda Neister. I'm a current fourth year student at Des Moines University. I'm originally from Rochester, Michigan, went to undergrad at Michigan State, and am now back in Michigan for one of my externship rotations. Awesome. So a lot of similarities with me. I went to Michigan State as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, I graduated in 2016. How about you? Yep. 2016. Well, I guess we never crossed paths, but we did now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what externship are you at right now? You said you were in Michigan this month. Yeah. So I'm at St. John's, the Detroit location. Okay. How's that been going this past month? It's been going really well. This is one of the five week months, and it's the month that the first year residents started. So it's been really cool to be able to see how the program transitions those new residents in yeah. and we've been able to be a part of it and it's been really great for sure yeah so have you been to other externships before this or is this your first one or how's your schedule kind of played out with this whole COVID situation yeah um so I was at one rotation last month so I was at Ascension Wisconsin last month okay and that was my first rotation for Des Moines University we start our rotations usually in May but I think um, over half of our class was in an online curriculum instead. Okay, gotcha. So. so you guys start in May, and then when do you guys technically finish your fourth year? So we have options. So with Des Moines University, we have what's called a core rotation, and that's three months. And um, so Zainab in your class, yeah. I was talking to her about it because she's at St. John's with me this month and she said that you guys usually go you guys have to go back to Ohio yes. for your rotation so we have a list of programs that allow us to do our core rotation there mm -hmm. so and that's in any three months so it's set out either first session through fourth session of core okay rotations so mine is in December through February and it's at um, Henry Ford Macomb. So they also offer a residency program. So we're able to go to hospitals that offer residencies so that we can at, get that experience as well. Okay. And so usually people are done externing by February at the latest. And then we have a month of medicine and a month of private practice. Okay. So and a vacation month. Yeah. So officially, so officially, you finish in like April, then, right? Yeah. Graduation okay. is May. I okay. Guess. Got it. Yeah. So kind of similar to us, uh, we finish off our externships in February, but our cores are kind of mixed in in between randomly depending on our schedule. And like Zainab was saying, that most of us do our core rotations in the Ohio area, all of the hospitals within this area, and most of the ones that we go to are affiliated one or the other with an with the podiatric residency. So we kind of get that kind of uh, exposure to that hospital and the other uh, specialties as well. So it's nice that the schools provide us those opportunities to go to hospitals that also have podiatry residencies. Um, right. Because you get to at least, you know, coming 
uh, come encounter with like a doctor or maybe a resident that's in that residency program, even though you're off service and you're doing a core rotation. So that's nice. So what made you end up choosing Henry Ford Macomb or was that kind of given to you or did you have a uh, process that you had to go through? So with Des Moines selection, there were, let me think, I think so since I'm from Michigan, I wanted to do the three months back in Michigan. So there were St. John's in Detroit, DMC, St. Mary's, and Henry Ford McComb. So four programs okay. in Michigan. And um, third core is a pretty popular one. That's that December through February. And there were a lot of students that wanted to go to Michigan programs. Mm -hmm. So um, we just kind of figured it out so that we wouldn't have to go into a scramble who would go where. And I was already going to the, all the other programs that offered core, so I, it didn't really matter to me which one ended up being my core because I was planning on going to all of them anyways. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you guys, kind of going off of that, you guys have a smaller class size, right? Yeah, we do. There's 53 in our class. Okay, so not, yeah, that's almost like half of what we have because we have close to 100. So for yeah. us, it's like they tell us where we go, you know, and the schedule is already kind of pre-made for us, whereas, you know, you can't really talk with your classmates and decide and things like that. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, you know, that's awesome that you at least get to go back home, you know. Uh, yeah. Michigan is home for you, so it's, it's nice to be back home and around family and everything like that. So are most of your externships in Michigan or – I know you did one in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, but... Yeah, so majority of them are the only... I have two more that aren't. So in September, I'm going to UPMC in Pittsburgh, and then in November, I'm going to a Florida rotation nice. to get somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's Bethesda East in Florida. Gotcha, okay. So you're primarily in the Midwest, essentially, yep. right? Nice. That's good, yeah, and kind of in that entire process of picking where you wanted to go for externships and that uh, things of that nature. Tell us a little bit about how you chose which externships to go to, or I know a lot of times it's like throwing a, you know, closing your eyes and throwing a dart uh, in the dark and seeing where you land essentially, because you're trying to find information from upperclassmen or, you know, uh, the websites of these residencies and stuff like that. So, I guess this is more so for the third years that are right now deciding um, where to apply to. What is some kind of advice that you would give them in this process of application towards externships? So I would reflect on what your priorities are. There's some people who are looking at a specific location or kind of like a radius of where you want to go. Then there's some other people that have different priorities in mind. So figure out what those are and then kind of map out what would be the best fit for you. Okay. Um, yeah. Me, I kind of liked a six-hour radius from home, so mm -hmm. that's how I chose my rotations. The Florida rotation was a little um, <laughs> yeah. out of the ordinary for that one, but we have relatives that have a place that I was able to stay okay. down there so yeah. it just seemed to work out really well yeah in that way but 
I think that it's good to do the research on the programs and ask upperclassmen. There's another student in the class above me that's from Michigan, so I reached out to him to okay. see what he felt about the Michigan programs because he did the what we call a Michigan tour. Yeah. Since there are enough yeah. programs in Michigan, you can just extern there for the entire year. So I did that, and then I talked to my advisor, and he had a lot of good input as well. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a process where you kind of get information from different different sources, upperclassmen, like I said, your uh, people in the school administration that can kind of help you out, and even reaching out to the programs in itself. So I know a lot of the third years that are up and coming right now are having those questions, like where should I apply, how should I apply, what should I look at, how should I do it, all questions that you and I had probably just a year ago too. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good that, you know, we can guide them in a certain way, but it's almost like they're, you know, whatever fits their thing and what they're looking for and location wise or program wise and things like that. So let's kind of go back to where it all started. Tell me a little yeah. bit about what got you into podiatry, how you found out about it and who kind of led you to it or if it was your own research. Tell us a little bit about your journey into podiatry. Sure. So at Michigan State, I knew I wanted to go in some form of medicine. I was a human biology major, and um, it wasn't until my senior year, though, that I found out that podiatry school was its own separate thing from medical school. Mm-hmm. And the way I found that out was I was a peer advisor for the College of Natural Science at Michigan State. So they have advisors. I was an advisor my senior year that was supposed to meet with other pre-professional students or anyone trying to get into some type of medical field. And we had a training at the beginning of the year that went through every type of medical field or route you could go into. And that's when I first found out about podiatry. So, and it was just for my boss. Okay. And after that, uh, during work, they, we would have some downtime if we weren't meeting with other students. So there was a little book on podiatry. I think it was the AACPM. Okay. They came out with a book and they sent it to all the schools for the advisors or the counselors and, um, And I just read it on my downtime. And I was really interested in the profession because I'm really interested in promoting wellness to other people. And if something's wrong with your feet, you're going to notice right away. Another really positive thing that I found in podiatry is you're helping people that have lifelong comorbidities like diabetes, obesity, peripheral vascular disease, and you help them through those battles. And it you're helping them through things that have immediate relief. And I think that's an awesome and rewarding aspect of the career is you have a patient come in for their diabetic checkup and as they leave, they feel so much better just from coming to see you in that one one clinic encounter. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a unanimous thing. A lot of uh, practicing podiatrists right now, and even us students are going through this clinical uh, stage of our uh, 
schooling and even residents for that matter, even always talk about how those are the type of patients that we can immediately give that relief to as soon as they leave the clinic and they're happy with the work that we did for them. And it's actually rewarding to us because we see that, okay, what we just did for them was actually so helpful for them that when they leave, they're going to be thankful for what we did, you know? And I think, yeah. And I think that, that avenue, that path that podiatry gives us, that interaction that podiatry gives us with our patient is very key. And a lot of reasons why most of the students, talk about that aspect of it and say, hey, I really like this field because I get to see how a patient is from the day one till the last day they come to you. And if they're continuous patients, they're like uh, consistently coming to you, you get to build that relationship with them and you get to make them feel better every time they come to your office, which I think is really cool, which I think is really different compared to other specialties. So, and uh, tell me a little bit about your shadowing experience did you kind of follow up after you read about AACPM yeah. um, and everything like that? Yeah, so it's actually pretty funny. And this is another reason why I love the podiatry field is I found a podiatrist that was in the East Lansing area. The connection was it was my boss's daughter's teacher's wife was a oh, podiatrist. Wow. Okay. And she just gave me the name and I called the office and all I said was I'm a Michigan State pre-med student interested in podiatry. They had no idea who I was and I just asked if I could come in and they let me in immediately. And the atmosphere at that clinic was unlike any clinic experience that I'd had when I, cause I've shadowed countless other medical professionals. And the podiatry clinic was really great. And I was able to see some surgeries too. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess the other big aspect of podiatry is the surgery aspect of it too, which you get the clinical aspect of it, but you also get surgery, which is what a lot of uh, us like the hands-on experience being in the OR and being able to change a patient's life by, you know, doing some kind of surgical procedure on them and allowing them to possibly walk again or saving their limb and all these type of things that we as podiatrists have the uh, opportunity to do. So that's cool. That's uh, I never actually shadowed anyone in the East Lansing area. I know I was there and I went to school for four years there, but um, I also found out about podiatry around the end of my senior year. Uh, so my senior year, uh, second semester, and I took a gap year in between. So that was during that time was when I found out about podiatry. So first things first, I got to say shout out to Michigan State. Go green, go white. Go yeah. Um, so I, yeah. And I did human biology there as well too. And I think I always wanted to be in the medical field and it was something that I always was interested in. And I just didn't know which field it was that suited me or what I wanted to be part of. So tell us a little bit about your decision into going to Des Moines university and how that happened and, uh, where you applied and talk to us a little bit about the whole application process. Sure. So I applied and interviewed at Des Moines University, Kent, the uh, Shoal, and Temple. Okay. And so the reason I chose Des Moines was I really enjoyed the ca- the campus atmosphere. We do our classes with the DO students for the entire first year. And so while our class is small, that first year you have a really good 
group of students that keep each other motivated. Also, just the presence on campus was really great. When I got there, there were so many people around. They have a really nice wellness center and just a lot of areas that students are always at. So I enjoyed that aspect of it just because um, I'd be going somewhere that I didn't know anyone else. So I liked the idea of being somewhere and really um, diving into the culture of the school and the atmosphere of that. And I also liked the idea of being somewhere that was for far enough away from home yeah. <laughs> that the only people I knew were in school. So yeah. then I didn't really have any like FOMO or anything. Like if I would have gone to Chicago, there's I have so many friends that are in that area and it would have been really hard to stay focused in school yeah. while having that distraction. For sure. I'm sure there's not too much going on in Des Moines, Iowa, right? <laughs> Well, you'd actually be surprised. There's a lot of fun things to do. And I, I was really shocked first yeah. time that I went there. It's actually like a, a decent city. Um, if It kind of reminds me of Grand Rapids, okay. that smaller city, but there's like just enough of everything to yeah. do. It has a lot of art and um, really good restaurants and trails and outdoors things to do that's I, I really enjoyed my three years there definitely yeah and I think out of all the schools I think Des Moines is the one that's like kind of more within the middle of the state right because I think like Shoal is right next to a big city like uh, Chicago uh, we're out here in Cleveland and then New York City and then Miami and Los Angeles and San Francisco so everywhere it's like a big city and then you have Des Moines so right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, that's good. And tell us a little bit about that uh, that relationship with the DO students. I know that a lot of the other schools have some forms of that, like like Midwestern in Arizona has that, and uh, show students work along with the MD students there. Um, we are solely with podiatry students. So talk to us a little bit about how it was working alongside DO students and taking classes with them and everything. Yeah, so I think that the biggest integration was in our anatomy lab um so our for my class that we had two podiatry students and three do students in a lab group so we would be meeting multiple times a week with the five of us i think now it's one podiatry student and four i'm not entirely sure how it goes now but um for the new students but Just having that and having that time to get to know those students, and that's how it was for every single lab table. So we were able to talk to the DOs about our career and about our path, and it was really interesting how little they knew about the profession and what all we were able to do. So just sharing that knowledge with them helped us to understand each other a little bit better Mm -hmm. and then with classes i mean people would form study groups it didn't matter if you were in the do class or the dpm class we would have a group quizlet for all do's and dpms of our class that people everyone would contribute to so it was it was just that really nice campus feel where everyone was very helpful and yeah for sure 
I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So when do you guys, when did you guys transition into just solely podiatry based classes? Was that after first year? Yep. So second year, we did have our pharmacology class with the DOs in our class and then the PAs in the, the first year PAs. We were all in a class together, but other than that, we had our systems, and then that was first semester, and so the systems were all just our podiatry class, and then second semester, and from then on, we're just podiatry, just our class alone, and so that was really different, too, because we went from being in giant lecture halls with, like, 300 people to a small classroom of 50, so... Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure that was a big transition from, you know, being with other uh, medical profession professionals and then kind of changing and transitioning into just focusing on podiatry for sure. So when do you guys start your clinicals at your school? We start, we do a summer session at the end of our second year. So it's kind of a little bit different because since we have such a small class. We're able to do a lot of our rotations in our third year at the clinic at the university, and okay. we just split groups up to to rotate with faculty members. And so for the summer, we split in half, and so there's a first session group and a second session group. And so that's when clinic first started. So for me, it was right after Memorial Day of my second, about to be third year. Okay. So you guys, so first year pretty much is mixed with the DOs. And then second year, you have that one pharmacology class where you're with the first year PAs and the DO students. And then Mm -hmm. you're pretty much transitioning into podiatry and then you transition into clinic. And then the May of your fourth year is when you start your externships, correct? Yeah. So I guess the May is technically considered our third year still and then june is our fourth year okay gotcha yeah so we start our fourth year in march so february is our last uh, month of third year Um, and then fourth year is the start of march and then we finish out in february of the you know the following year which is the end of our uh unofficial end of our fourth year but we still have those class like we have a couple online classes that we have to take or in-person classes that we have to take and then uh, usually we get one month off um, which is our vacation month and you can as students pick whichever month that is um, and kind of take that time away from everything else so for me it's in February and hopefully fingers crossed COVID is gone and everything like that so we can enjoy that time um, but yeah no it was it's it's really cool to be able to see what you guys do at Des Moines because like you were one of the last uh, schools that we were able to reach, you know, um, we've been able yeah. to get uh show. We've been able to get a CSPM, NYCPM, Temple, Barry, all on this podcast. So it's, it's cool to see what you guys do at Des Moines. And uh, I think it's a nice setup that you have, you guys have going there, especially the fact that you work with DO students the entire year and you get to uh, impart your knowledge on them. They get to do so to you guys as well. And you guys work together and, uh, you know, build uh, a relationship very early in your first year. And then you kind of, you know, eventually you might end up crossing paths again. You know, it's it's small world. And if everyone ends back up in Michigan, you know, who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, thank you for sharing your journey into podiatry, why you chose podiatry, and a little bit about Des Moines. And I'm hoping that those who are listening and if they're interested in Des Moines can always reach out to you. Um, and also hopefully they listen to this podcast, uh, to this episode specifically, so that they know exactly what Des Moines is all about. Because I think I learned a lot, especially because I never knew about uh, Des Moines myself, and I only applied to Shoal and Kent. So um, hearing from you was very nice. So now I'd like to uh, transition into the rapid fire question session. Just a bunch of random questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So the first question we always like to ask is, what's your favorite bone in the foot? I like the talus. Talus. It's been a popular answer. So you, you've, you've joined the club of the most uh, participants. So yeah. any reasons for that? Um, well, it doesn't have any attachments, any tendon attachments to it. And I, the shape is just really different. Yeah. And I think like before I really got into anatomy, I didn't know there was a bone between the calcaneus and the, the, your leg, like yeah. your tibia, obviously. Yeah. But so that was a yeah. nice little surprise. Yeah. That was a little bit of an enlightenment to you. Yeah. Yeah. So next question, what was your favorite class so far in your past three years at school? I really liked pharmacology and I, that's probably a unpopular opinion, <laughs> yeah. but, um, <laughs> I felt like I knew the most about medicine, yeah. um, at that point besides studying for boards, but just because you have to understand the physiology behind why you're choosing the medicine and yeah, it was just a really good holistic approach to medicine. For sure. Yeah. And I, I, it probably is an unpopular uh, choice, <laughs> but uh, pharmacology is very uh, necessary to know because most of the times on externships, that's, those are the questions that end up getting you. True. <laughs> At least yeah. for me personally. <laughs> but we never had to learn doses in our pharmacology class. That wasn't until like starting rotations that we needed to know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was a challenge in itself. Too. That was a pleasant surprise as well, too. Later yeah. On. Yeah. So tell me one thing that you like to do in Des Moines. I know you mentioned a little bit that the city is nice and it has, uh, you know, different features to it. But if an incoming student was coming to Des Moines University, what's one thing that you can tell them and be like, hey, come here. We enjoy this stuff. We do this stuff in the city. I think the best thing is the farmer's market. It's on Saturday mornings and they have little setups. Hopefully they're open, probably not anytime super soon, but you don't know because Iowa didn't really go into much of a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the farmer's market, my roommate and I would rent a bike. We had the little like bike stations right in front of our apartment. We biked down to the farmer's mar market, walked around, got breakfast. Um, during the fall, they had these pumpkin spice smoothies that, and it was served in a pumpkin. It was really cute and really good. Um, and then they just have these little shops that we always would get cheese or wine and yeah. any produce that we needed. And that was probably one of the highlights of being in Iowa. And I guess one more is the state fair. State Iowa State Fair is very interesting. <laughs> lots of fun people watching, lots of interesting food, 
tachos, um, which are tater tot nachos. What were the That sounds good. Ribbon fries, which was spiral chips with cheese and whatever you wanted. Yeah. A lot of unhealthy food. We got fried cheese, too. Oh, nice! And this was all the same night. Yeah. Well, I haven't, <laughs> so, I haven't had my, <laughs> I haven't had my dinner yet, so I'm, I'm now I'm hungry. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. When is that state fair usually held? So it's the beginning of August, which is so much fun because it's right when students get on campus. Okay. It's like that next weekend, so you have your orientation. Another cool thing about Des Moines University is you don't have an exam until a month into school. Okay. So they let you transition to learning how to study and do all of that, and you also have a fair amount of free time in the beginning to get to know people because a lot of your classmates and the other students that are starting don't know anyone. So it's a great time to meet people, and the State Fair was a really fun event yeah. to go with your new classmates for sure it sounds like a lot of fun too so i, I mean i can imagine them coming in it would be a nice transition to getting to know your classmates and getting to know the city a little bit too yeah yeah for sure well thanks amanda for joining me today it was a pleasure to have you first des moines student out here so uh if, if anyone is interested in going to des moines university podiatry school you know who to go to um she'll be out in michigan for some time but thank you again for joining me and I hope you guys took away a little bit about uh, podiatry and also the school in Des Moines. So thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, We'll get back to you shortly with more episodes. Continue to spread awareness. Continue to let people know about the field of podiatry as well as this podcast. And if you guys have any questions or anything that you want to have addressed on uh, on these episodes, please uh, DM us on Instagram at Soul Purpose Tony. Talk to you guys soon. See you guys.